Welcome to the Jacksonville Bar Association podcast. My name is Craig Shoup. I'm the executive director here at the Jacksonville Bar Association. We're excited to have Maria Aguila with us today. She is a solo practitioner focusing on family law, immigration law, adoptions, both domestic and international, and guardianships. She was admitted to the Florida Bar in 1999. Prior to forming her own firm, she worked with Boyer, Tansler, and Boyer, was the director, senior trial court clerk for the judicial staff attorneys of the Fourth Judicial Circuit, the fair housing senior attorney at Jacksonville Area Legal Aid, and a general magistrate for the Fourth Judicial Circuit. She's been an adjunct professor at Florida Coastal School of Law and Florida State College of Jacksonville. And she's a founding member of the Jacksonville Asian American Bar Association. But before we get started, I do want to say a big thank you to all of our Jacksonville Bar Association sponsors. These sponsors include Ameris Bank, Dex Imaging, Dixon Hughes Goodman, Member Benefits, Mulholland Investigation and Computer Forensics, Orange Legal, a Veritex company, Florida Lawyers Mutual Insurance Company, YFAST Networks, Charles Van Consulting, CH Mediation, Allman Wealth Partners, Diamonds Direct, and Scarlet Group. We have a quick message now from one of our sponsors, Chuck Van, with Charles Van Consulting. Hi, I'm Chuck Van with Charles Van Consulting. Um, what I do for law firms is help uh, manage the business side, uh, making sure the expenses are in line with the revenues that you're creating helping you uh, understand the, uh, the basic uh, best principles, business principles that law firms should be employing, small firms, single practitioner firms, um, how to use uh, contract labor and make money, uh, how to have a, a focused marketing plan, identifying your clients, how to reach your clients, and being aware of um, the, what's going on around you in the business world today of practicing law, particularly uh, with the situation we have with the coronavirus. Again, Chuck Van with Charles Van Consulting. My uh, website address is www.charlesvanconsulting.com. And you can reach me also by phone at 904-903-6062. Thank you, Chuck. We appreciate your support and the support of all of our sponsors of the Jacksonville Bar Association. Well, Maria, welcome. We're glad you're with us today. Thank you, Craig. Thanks for having me here today. Uh, so tell us a little bit about your childhood growing up. Well, I was born in Miami Beach, Florida. Uh, my father was a cardiologist. My mother was a medical technician. They met and married uh, in Miami Beach. Uh, they both were here from the Philippines, and uh, they are uh, U.S. citizens now, of course, from a long time ago. And I then moved from Miami Beach to Vero Beach, uh, Florida, which is about three hours north of Miami and pretty close to uh, Melbourne and the, that area, Palm Beach area. And as a child, uh, pretty much just, you know, typical young child playing outside quite a bit. There's no such thing as internet and cell phones. So we played outside quite a bit. And uh, from my childhood, I, I guess I could say, and I have one sister, she's a year older, um, had a, a great childhood. And 
uh, ended up here in Jacksonville after I graduated law school. So tell us about your path to becoming a lawyer. What led you down that path? What made you want to be a lawyer? Tell us about law right. school. Gosh, okay. Well, I came from a whole family of medical professionals. So it's unusual for me, this path. Uh, most of my family were doctors, nurses, med techs. Uh, however, my grandfather was a very prominent lawyer in the Philippines. He represented big corporations, uh, union disputes, and those kind of things. But they, in the Philippines, they can also prosecute cases, and he did that as well. Uh, my mother grew up as the eldest of nine children. Uh, it was not uncommon for them to have bodyguards with them due to the sensitive uh, cases that uh, uh, my grandfather was handling. Uh, but it was my love of wanting to help people. I love to read and write, which I know a lot of people don't, but actually lawyers do. <laughs> Some, most of that I know, uh, we don't mind all the reading and writing. And so after um, I had gone to uh, college at University of Miami, I already knew my path was going to go to law school. And so I was an English major, double minor in Spanish and international business, and went to University of Richmond Law School and knew I had to come back to Florida. Virginia was great, but it was cold. <laughs> snow is fun for a little bit. That trekking to class through the snow probably wasn't the, the, your favorite memory of law school. No, I thought I had the right gear, had the right shoes, right jacket, freezing, freezing cold. When you fall on your butt several times in the slippery, icy ground with your law books after a few falls and, and learning that in driving and in the snowy, icy roads, I just knew I, I wanted to come back to Florida, although I loved my law school. So you had Miami, you had Richmond, Virginia. Yes. How did you get to Jacksonville? Right. I get that question a lot because uh, I'm not from here. Uh, my One of my very good friends from college is actually from here. And thank you, Marion. And she presented to me when I was interning here at the U.S. Attorney's Office in Jacksonville, Florida, my junior year of law school in the summer. I fell in love with the city, and she showed me statistics on the schools here, how great the schools are, uh, the cost of living, how family-friendly it is. And so I started interviewing here, and stayed here, and I've been here since 99. Wow. Time flies. Yes. I feel like I should say I'm a native, but I'm not. But I feel like, you know, 20 plus years here, you know. So tell me about a favorite memory from a case that you either tried or you were heavily involved in. What's a, what's a great memory from, from one of those? Oh, good goodness. I think, well, two memories come to mind. And it was when I first started working uh, at uh, was Boyer, Tanzler, and Boyer, and it was learning from Judge Boyer. And which, which Judge Boyer? Senior Ann, who's deceased, and, and Junior, who is now retired. And I learned so much from them. And they were my early mentors, guiding me through my career and encouraged me to apply as a judicial staff attorney or senior trial law clerk, however you want to call it. And from that point on, uh, so be, working in the courthouse, favorite memory also would be just working in the courthouse and working with the wonderful staff there. And a particular case that comes to mind is when I worked a high-profile case and Judge uh, Russell Healy was the presiding judge. I had such a wonderful time working with him. 
and all the kind of craziness and work that we had to do at odd hours and, and putting all our time and energy in. And, and uh, I, I learned so much from him as well. Uh, and I think just getting to know uh, judges and other lawyers on a professional and a personal level, I think that's always a memory that will always stick with me. And especially in Jacksonville, I think the lawyers and the bar here are just so uh, friendly and courteous and professional. And we have a lot of fun together in the courtroom and outside the courtroom kind of thing. So, so tell us about your involvement with Jacksonville Bar and why you think it's important to be part of the Jacks Bar. I think it's very important to be involved with the Jacksonville Bar Association because uh, you can, you know, you have work, you have your coworkers, or you have the courtroom, you have your family. But it's important to really get out there and get involved with the events that you do for the community, to help educate others, um, encouraging people to get involved with committees. I think there's a lot you can learn about each other and learn to, in general, uh, learn to get to know each other so that when you're in the courtroom or outside, you really uh, feel like you didn't just spend five minutes with that person. You got to really know who they are and what they're about and uh, kind of know their backstory. And I just think it, it helps make a better cohesive kind of uh, group of lawyers and judges in the long run. Because in the end of the day, we're all trying to help people, right? If you're either in private practice, government, corporate, that's all we're trying to do. So what advice do you have for attorneys who may be either new to the practice or new to practicing in the Fourth Circuit? If any lawyer is new to the practice in general, I would, my biggest advice would be is to learn every day. Don't be afraid to learn. Uh, build that thick skin of constructive criticism. Uh, you know, it's, it's easy as a new lawyer to take it personally or think, oh, I'm never going to succeed in this. Uh, you know, you may sometimes have a really bad day and feel like you're a failure. But if you take that constructive criticism and learn to improve every day, take the advice of the judges, take the advice of the older, more experienced attorneys, observe them, read their documents, learn from them, uh, good and bad, right? And to learn from your mistakes. I think if you maintain a humble attitude about what you do every day, uh, and for your clients or for the general public, I think if you always bear that in mind, that it's, you know, I've been a lawyer now since 1999. Uh, I still think I'm learning new things and, and trying to improve when I can. In some of the same vein, I know you've got children. Yes. Tell us about being a mom and <laughs> being a lawyer and balancing right. life and practice and everything. Right. Uh, well, being a working mom as an attorney, uh, I think the biggest challenge was finding that balance, uh, getting your work done, but then making sure you're there for your family. Uh, starting out when my children were young, and I have two, one of them is now going to be uni going to University of Florida in uh, the spring, and then I have a 10th grader, both girls. When they were young, I was fortunate to work in, an, in the courthouse. It it's very family friendly. I was able to work hours that worked for my family and take care of them. Of course, I had live-in grandmothers and grandfathers, so uh, my in-laws and my mother helped quite a bit. Uh, so I think to find that village of help, the backup to the backup, 
and then you know, friends, family, your daycare, after school, however you're going to do it, you're going to need a team. That's without, I mean, I think a lot of parents hearing this know exactly what I'm talking about. And, and hopefully you have a job that supports having a family and when emergencies and things come up that you have team players that are willing to step in for you and you do the same for them when they have something come up. Uh, and now that my kids, I'm one in college and the other in high school, think challenge of applying, going through college tours, applications, essays, uh, it was quite laborious going through that process, watching my daughter go through that process and helping her along. Um, there is a lot involved with that, but it was exciting to see that progression, all that time and, and blood, sweat, and tears of raising your children now moving on to becoming young adults. It's, um, you blink and it's, it's done. It's, it's so fast. So young parents, enjoy this time. <laughs> it doesn't last very long. <laughs> so I'm a little bit of a foodie myself. Ah. Um, one of the questions we keep asking folks as mm -hmm. part of this series, what's some of your favorite places you like to take your family and go eat? Oh, goodness. I have a long list, but to keep it short, <laughs> I will list links in the comment section below if this, this will be in the YouTube video. We love SNR Dim Sum. Of course, we, we gravitate towards Asian restaurants, uh, but we like to eat almost anywhere. I'm a foodie. I feel like I'm a foodie myself. I like to say I am. Uh, but SNR, we love, uh, let's see, uh, New World uh, Food Mart is a Korean place. That's a grocery store, and you can order $10 or under full lunch. And uh, often the ladies are very kind and they'll add extra veggies for free if you say thank you in Korean. <laughs> so that's kind of fun. I love banchan. Uh, Cucina uh, Good Eats is a Filipino new restaurant and bakery, very good. Manila Bakery is kind of my go-to in the west side for groceries and pick up when I'm too tired to cook or my husband is because he's an amazing cook as well. Uh, you know, Domu, ramen. Oh gosh, there's there's quite a few, and of course the traditional BB's biscottis, and then you have your your high end. I love Picasso's uh, pizza, the St. Louis style kind of food, and Burger Five for a good burger. You know, I could go on and on, but uh, we probably don't have time for all <laughs> for all the lists that I have. It's always important to have that list of good places to go for family or. Folks coming yeah. from out of town. True. Where's that, where's, if you had to take one, you have family come from out of town, you've got one shot to take them somewhere in Jacksonville to eat. Oh, where is it? Oh, one place? One place. Oh, gosh. That's a tough one. I would say probably if they love uh, Peony's Asian Bistro for duck, uh, for the traditional uh, Chinese-style uh, food, Seasons uh, Dumpling Place next door has really great uh, Taiwanese food. You can't find that Taiwanese type food just anywhere. So I would say one of those. Um, but we, you know, we always end up too in St. Augustine. So I have to give a shout out to Michael's Tasting Room. My friend is a chef there. And it's, that's the splurge kind of special occasion place. That's our go-to. Oh, those are all sound great places learning so many new places through this podcast as well. <laughs> right. So, Maria, if somebody wants to get a hold of you, they want to make a referral to you on family law, immigration, some type of adoption, the domestic or the international, or guardianship, what's the best way for folks to get a hold of you? 
Well, they can certainly give my office a call at the 904-385-9377. We also have on my webs website a contact form at immigrationlawfla.com. And those are great ways to get a hold of me to refer for referrals or to set up a consultation. That's fabulous. We want to thank you so much for coming on our podcast. Uh, we're always recording new episodes, so we hope that our uh, viewers will tune in next time. Thank you so much. Good. Thank you for having me.